social studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Nine o'clock, time for some social studies on Twitter at Pickley underscore Murata. Here to take us through it, the one, the only, Sarah Cazell. Or as I noticed uh, my Siri in my car when reading group text, Sarah Kezel. Oh, that's cute. I got to get the audio of that. Sarah Kezel. Sarah Kezel. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get Kezel, I get Kiesel, I get Kazelli. For Shezel, my Kessel. <laughs> I get I get that a lot. Yeah, I I get a lot of those uh, mispronunciations on my name too. How 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 do people not know how to say Marotta? Mariota, Marriott. Marriott. Marotta. Ooh, Marriott is the last name. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be working here right now. Yeah. It'd be with Paris Hilton somewhere. <laughs> Off in the Bahamas. I, I think you're mixing up hotel chains there, Jared. No, they all hang out together. Yeah, they're, they're all friends, okay. obviously. All the, oh, the heirs to the hotel yeah, the, fortunes. The Hiltons, the yeah. Marriott's, the Quality Inn family. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. These, of course. <laughs> Pink <laughs> Super Red Roof Inn family. Yeah. Well, you know the Red Roof Inn family. The La, the La Quintas. <laughs> yeah, right. They're all some powwow right it's now. A, it's a hotel gang. Absolutely. All right, let's get into social studies. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. That's where our questions go every day, and that is where I go to pull my favorite answers for this very fun segment we've got right here. Uh, It's interview day, guys, for Sean Payton with the Arizona Cardinals. If you are the owner, Michael Bidwell, and, you know, you're Monty Austin Fort, you're Dave Sears, you're all of the head honchos who are making decisions about who will take over uh, for Cliff Kingsbury, what is the number one thing that you are selling to Sean Payton today? How are you convincing him to come here? Or persuading him, rather? I like this question. Yeah, way to go, Jerry. If I was uh, in charge, I would focus. And and, and the car. And look, the Cardinals are going into this interview, and they we want this guy bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm selling Sean Payton on the fact that what he accomplished in New Orleans, taking a downtrodden historical franchise to the top, to the to the to top of the mountain, and winning a Super Bowl. He knows what it feels like. In the 100 years of this organization, no coach has done... Well, that's not... The Super Bowl era. No coach sure. has been able to do that here. You know what it feels like. We believe you can do it here. Let's let's make this happen. That That's my sales pitch. Yeah, I think that it's... Uh, to me, it'd be the combination of everything. It'd be the, um, the unparalleled weather, particularly during football season, the grass in the home stadium, uh, the salsa, the Falco's Italian eatery. Oh. I, I, I'd throw everything the at him, Falcon. man. I'd throw everything. Adam. You get to hear the Bickley blast every morning. Every at morning at eight o'clock. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, it's it's. And again, it's. I th- I think you're you're talking in terms of Kyler Murray, a kid with a lot of talent that needs to be harnessed, and and that that should be packaged and presented to Sean Payton in a in a very positive way. Absolutely. Yes. And we've been talking about you know the, the the things that Kyler Murray's you know not necessarily been strong at during four years. The fact of the matter is he's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. The results haven't been there. Can Sean, you can you unlock this guy again? Yeah. Legendary stuff, if you can. Exactly. Can you be the guy to unlock what we know he can be and, and get credit for that? All right. Again, how are you selling Sean Payton on the Cardinals uh, and the Valley generally? John J. Counts says what you said, Vince. If you bring the league's oldest franchise its first ring in the Super Bowl era, not only will you be forever cemented as an Arizona legend, you will be cemented as an NFL all-time great head coach as well. 
Kurt Pinto says I would sell him on Kyler and loads of young defensive talent. Daryl Lee says I would tell him Arizona has great tacos. Everyone <laughs> loves tacos. Jared, how do you feel about tacos? Oh. <laughs> you don't even let me uh, <laughs> cause, cause, make the noise for me. <laughs> do you like tacos, Jared? Oh, my God. <laughs> they are delicious. They are. I like... Crunchy tacos and soft tacos. Absolutely. But mostly flour tortilla for the soft ones. That's hot take. Okay. Do I love food? (laughs) I love Underdog's idea. He says we can let him be the ball boy again. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good dose of nostalgia? Yeah, about that, right? Right. Bring him a plate of Filiberto's cowboy fries, says Chris. I've not tried those. I will need to. Uh... Stephanie H. says, hey, we want to win. You want to win. We feel like you're the guy to make this happen. We're making big changes, and we want you to be the catalyst for this team. A lot of play to the pride there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. All right, let's get to our next question. Sticking with the NFL, though, talking about all of the great quarterbacks and the changing of the guard that we've seen coming for a little while in the NFL, but now it's uh, more apparent than ever that the likes of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are on their way out, and it's the Joe Burrows, Josh Allens, Jalen Hurts of the league who are who are taking over as the premier quarterbacks. If you were starting a franchise, Dan and Vince, which of these four quarterbacks would you start it with? Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, or Josh Allen? Such a hard question. But it's also a very much in the moment question. Mm-hmm. Sure. I reserve my right to change my mind on Sunday. All right. I'll ask you again on Monday. But right now, I'm picking Joe Burrow. So am I. Slightly over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay, then Josh Allen, then Jalen Hurts, or vice yes. versa? No, Josh that's, Allen, Jalen Hurts. That's the, uh, I think that's the order, yeah. Okay, I think the lesson here is name your kid a J name and he'll be an NFL star. Yeah. Jalen Joe. Jamarcus. Jared. didn't work out very well. Jamar Josh. Chase. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Josh, Josh Rosen. Uh, Jim Kelly. The funny, the funny thing is that if he didn't get hurt, Jalen, if he didn't miss games, Jalen Hurts would have won the MVP this year. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't even consider him. Right. But yeah. maybe that part of it is because I he got hurt. Him. I just wouldn't uh, pick him. For a moment. Yeah. yeah. Joe Burrow is winning this one right now with 52% wow. of the votes. Yes, if you are starting a franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow, 52% of our voters are going with him. 38% went with Patrick Mahomes. We're in single digits for Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. 7% would go with Josh Allen to start. 3% would go with Jalen Hurts. Cooper says this question should not even be close. Patrick Mahomes is in a tier of his own. Desert Dirtbag says Patrick Mahomes is a wizard. I would have a don't speak clause in his contract, though. (laughs) He writes, damn, clear your throat already. That is funny. funny. You get a like, Desert Dirtbag. That's funny. Patrick Mahomes is in a different category, and he's been in that category for so long. He's not the fresh, sexy pick anymore. No, he gets marked off. It's a a great point. Yeah. You couldn't go wrong there either. Yeah. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. All right. Isaiah Utley says, I'm rocking with my quarterback, Josh Allen, all day. People are prisoners of the moment. The Bills have had a lot of success with one bad game, and now everyone demands diminishes Allen's talent and potential. 
All right, let's get to our next question, our final question. Uh, once again, we started off our show with just some brilliance from the LED screen in the lobby of our building mm-hmm. here. Um very affirming stuff every morning. <laughs> Just, I'm learning a ton. And, and Bick and Sarah have been the purveyors of this. <laughs> yeah. Today's today's one was what if you're positive, positive you're thoughts, happier. Yeah. If you're negative, you're not happy. If yeah. You're, but if, if you're right. ambivalent, mixed, you're really terrible. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. That, now that was the one revelation there mm-hmm. that, that I right. You know, so that's some good advice. Is. Sarah. It is. Absolutely. That's some good advice. That's some good advice. But what about the worst piece of advice that you've ever been given? Anything oh. come to mind for you guys? I would say probably about 2015, somebody here at this radio station said, I think Jared's the guy to produce your show. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that is not where we were going with this. Damn. <laughs> no, you know what? Um... Uh, my apologies for that gratuitous shot at Jared. I oh, apologize. You, why you, what are you apologizing for? I don't. I, nothing really came to mind. Yeah. You never had bad career advice, bad personal advice, financial advice. Yeah, none of those things. I mean, look at me. I've got a perfect career. Yes, <laughs> sitting on top of the world. Perfect life. <laughs> Absolutely. You're living a great life. What about you, Bick? Any bad advice come your way? Uh, I'm sure there is plenty of it. Um, yeah, but I, the thing that came to my mind was just this pathetic story of me as a very young hockey reporter in Chicago. And the first time I flew to New Jersey for a Devils-Blackhawks game, I flew to Newark, and I didn't know how to get to the arena. And I asked somebody, how do I do that? He put me on a bus that sent me to the main bus depot in New York City. I was already in New Jersey. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! And, and this and this and this jerk face was either was either really messing with me or just confused. Didn't know what. And I think it's the former. Yeah. Oh wow! I just. What did you do to get him there, Bick? I, I followed his advice. I got on this stupid bus from the airport to the main bus terminal in New York City, <laughs> and then I got on another bus and went back to Jersey. And <laughs> I barely so got there in time for face-off, and I felt like the dumbest person on the planet. Yeah. I just thought of one. It was very early in my life. Okay. First grade, I had extra money for lunch, and they used to sell ice cream bars. <sighs> And I bought this ice cream oh, bar. I love ice oh, cream. I love ice cream bars. That was actually like a genuine cream. reaction. I um, and the the lunch period was over because I ate slow. And a little girl in my class said, "It's okay. Just put that in your lunchbox and oh. take it home with you." Oh no! And I remember my mom freaking out because she had this melted mess. My mom was kind of a yeller. <laughs> and it was also the first example of how I would listen to anything a woman would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. All right. Here are a couple quick responses. Very quick as we are running late. Worst pieces of advice people have ever received. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. Wink, wink. We've been married 11 years now and we have two great kids. Elon. You're the exception there, by the way. Congratulations to you. Fair enough. Uh, Worst piece of advice Elon has ever received is buy your stocks high and sell them low. My goodness. Uh, Benjamin Peterson. Hey, don't worry, you'll be fine. I did. I wasn't. Now my legs hurt in cold weather. Oh, no. Uh, and don't buy now as in a house in 2020. Oh. oh 
If I could turn back time. Oh, boy. If I could find a way. Hey. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody who participates on a daily basis. We love social studies. We hope yeah. you do, too. Yes. Uh, coming up next, Suns getting closer to whole in terms of health of their roster. What does it mean moving forward in a very crowded Western Conference? We'll get into that and more next. Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Pickley, Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It gives you confidence, um, but more importantly, it just makes you feel whole. Uh, those guys are, are vitally and critically important to what we do. You know, there's there's no substitute for Chris. You know, as, as well as our guys that have played um, standing in for him, um, he's one of the greatest for a reason. And, and Cam Johnson, uh, likewise, you know, he's, he's unique to us uh, and what he brings and what he allows us to do and, and, and how he allows us to play makes us dynamic and, and, and dangerous. And so it's been, it's been good to see our guys especially the reserves who, who stepped up, to see how they can complement those guys and, and make their games easier. That's uh, James Jones, president of basketball operations of the Suns. on with uh, Burns and Gambo yesterday for his weekly visit here on Arizona Sports, talking about getting healthy. It's happening. Cam Johnson came back. We've seen uh, this, the influence he's had on the team. Chris Paul missed uh, a handful of games. He's been back for two. Uh, both of those wins against Memphis and Charlotte. DeAndre Ayton has missed three games with an illness. He should be back tonight. And when you consider the rock of, of that uh, that lineup, Vic, Mikel Bridges, who never misses a game for anything, uh, you got 80% of your starting lineup back yeah. intact with positive news yesterday on Devin Booker. He's going to have an evaluation next week on the yeah. groin injury next Wednesday. So he might be a week to 10 days away for, from getting back. And uh, one thing is for certain, the Suns are going to need that core together if they're going to do anything post-All-Star break in terms of rising in the standings mm-hmm. and gear up for a playoff run. Yeah, and listen, and I do think that there uh, there's a a level of momentum and and fear that needs to be reestablished in Phoenix. I said that in the blast yesterday, and I really believe it because I I don't think a team can go through a an up and down season full of injuries and some of the things the Suns have done, and then just hope that they can turn it on once they get into the playoffs. You you've got to have a real firm, sturdy self belief, but the Orders on swagger to, to know that you can get through three playoff series and get to the NBA Finals. You've got to believe you can do it. It sounds really basic, but it's really true in the NBA, a sport that is so built on that kind of swagger and that kind of stuff. So I, I do think that this is good. The, the return of these guys, the success they're having now, uh, I hope that they can kind of take flight and internally and again, they'll all tell you they believe, and I know that they do believe to a point, but I, I also know that the Suns have had their doors blown off um, way too often for our for our own comfort zone in the last year or so and and I think that um I, I think this is all happening at a good time is what I'm trying to say. I, I think what we talked about yesterday and today about this being a mad ra- mad rush post-trade deadline in the NBA from all these teams that are all kind of stuck in the middle. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, 
Yes, we talked about uh, we've talked about it a lot in terms of how it pertains to the Suns. But, you know, in in speaking with Al McCoy yesterday, I brought up the point and we had talked about this previously too, Vic, is that this pair, there's less teams that are trying to unload assets right now Mm -hmm. because they're in the thick of things. And you can certainly create a case this year, especially in the West, in my opinion, that if there's going to be a team that comes from the lower half. Uh, of the bracket, and that's five through ten. So five, six, and then seven, eight, nine, ten. Those playing teams, you can make a case for one of those teams to break through and get to the NBA Finals. This might be the year to do it. Yeah, and I think that might maybe dissuade teams from making big time moves because there's so few teams that are really just truly out of it right now. Uh, I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by all of this, and you know, I was watching the Golden State Memphis game last night, and. There's a lot of teams that are taking great pleasure in beating the Memphis Grizzlies right now. And they've lost four straight, and that's on the heels of an 11-game winning streak. But Golden State really fought hard, and you saw the frustration of Steph Curry throwing the mouthpiece there. Mm-hmm. Golden State's a half game behind the Suns right now at 24-24. and 24. That's why these standings are so um, so confounding to yes. a lot of people. Yes, I mean the two competitors in the Western Conference Finals last year: mm-hmm. Dallas is right. twenty five and twenty four, Golden State twenty four and twenty four. Yep. The Warriors won a title. That's a team that could be ramping up health wise and chemistry wise and getting ready for. Would you count Golden State out of this? Oh heck no! Neither would I. Heck no. I know a lot of people are, and I just I don't I, I'm not on board with that at all. Yeah, and listen, I'm I'm still a little bit worried about the Lakers and the return of. Yeah. Anthony Davis and what that might mean. So I, I don't know what we're going to get. I just it, it just feels like this whole NBA regular season thing is about to hit critical mass. There was just recently a story. You saw that kid who who traveled all those miles to see Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat, and then Jimmy Butler wasn't playing, and the Heat had to do right by the kid, and they did. And then last night, Jokic sitting out, perfectly healthy, but just sitting out a marquee matchup against the Bucks. And I, to me, I, it's I, I think on some level, uh, the the NBA is going to have to reconcile this because it's really, it, it's... I don't know. I, I just I don't I don't think there's a whole lot of value to this, and it's it, it's really getting to a point where you wonder what, what what exactly are we accomplishing here? Shorter regular season is obviously the answer. Whoever downsizes um, in this day and age, nobody, nobody, nobody. And it goes in one direction, yeah, whether it's that's increasing it. the regular that's season, that's increasing it. the length of the playoffs or the number of teams that make it. It's going in one direction. Uh, but I do hope I do hope that the, the, the Phoenix Suns throughout all of throughout all of those games that made us go, what in the heck are they doing? I, I hope that they develop some scar tissue and I hope that they they're kind of they're ready to unleash hell once they get right again based on what they've been through. And they might be able yeah. to. I uh, will. Going to find out. And this recent trend too of uh, of players been being given nights off for rest or injury management. It's you know it's a league wide thing. But let me just say this: mm-hmm. it, it makes you appreciate Mikel Bridges that much more. You know how many times Mikel Bridges has been hurt this year? <laughs> Probably he, frequently. He's played through stuff. He hyperextended his knee mm-hmm. one game. Played the next night. Oh, there were people calling for him to take a rest. Your play has obviously suffered. Yeah. This is Cal Ripken all over again. DeMar- Sit him down. End this stupid streak. Yeah, but you know it, it's not in his DNA to not be available for his team. No, I saw a quote from Demar Derozan of the Bulls earlier this week that said, "Hey, growing up." My favorite players were the guys that played every night. I want to be out there. It's such a respectable trait in in this day and age. Yeah. Especially when you see the Clippers, you know, fiddling with their lineup with Kawhi and Paul George. How long does it take to get over a knee injury? How about it? 
How about it? And, and and the fact that that you know teams are making these massive investments in these players and mm-hmm. and they're just not playing. It just it's 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 awful. Yeah, but the second half of the season, uh, and and by second half I mean really post trade deadline February ninth. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen, especially in the Western Conference. Yeah. Yeah, because because everything has been so soft and mushy up to this point, and and now there's going to be a race for seedings. Uh, you mentioned this Grizzlies thing. You, you really wonder if this basketball team is learning a very hard lesson now and going to be better for it, or if they're just hopeless like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but don't, you're right. There's uh, a lot of teams that are, are taking a lot of enjoyment and flexing on that. I don't know if they know any other way. It's a very, very brash, cocky bunch Indeed. that has not accomplished anything just yet. Uh, Suns and Mavericks tonight. That means Luka Doncic is in town. Both teams with 25 and 24 records. 8 o'clock tip because of the national television audience uh, down in uh, downtown Phoenix at Footprint Center. Coming up next, it's Thursday. It's time to roll out another edition as we celebrate the undeserving in this week's edition of Mock My World. Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley Amarada Mornings. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, now for our daily poll question. And we are talking Super Bowl. Potential Super Bowl, I should say. Guys, what is the most intriguing potential Super Bowl matchup? The Chiefs and the Eagles. The Chiefs and the 49ers. The Bengals and the Eagles. Or the Bengals and the 49ers. Well, we've seen the Bengals and 49ers twice. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, Believe it or not. Yeah, I think the 49ers have to be on that side of the ledger. You just got to take your pick on this side over here, which you like better. Okay. Kansas City seems like the the more potent offense. You can have that offense versus defense thing. But the Joe Burrow thing, he's become, he's such a rising star. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to vote Cincinnati, San Francisco. I'm going to vote. Kansas City, Philadelphia. Two okay. number one seeds. Offense versus defense. That Eagles defense. Do you see how many sacks they have? Oh, yeah. There's one team in history at this point of a season that's had more sacks than them, and that was the 80. 80- the Bears! Would it be great, though, to get Brock Purdy against one of the top two quarterbacks in football? That mm-hmm. matchup? Yeah. I like all the matchups, potentially. Okay. But yeah, okay. that's who I'd vote for. What, what we got for results there? One of your picks is the highest vote-getter, and the other pick is the lowest vote-getter. 44% of our voters want the Bengals and the Niners. Wow. 25% yeah. want the Bengals and the Eagles. So a lot of Cincy fans up in here. 17% want the Chiefs and the Niners. 14% want the Chiefs and the Eagles. I'm in the 14%, huh? Congrats. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's today's Sanders and Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now. It's on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it. You just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? Oh, time for a little mock my world. It's Thursday. Last week, we picked the universally loved people. Mm. And uh, Jarrett Carlin, after almost 1,200 votes, came away with the win. His... Uh, 
His team of Tom Hanks, The Rock, Charles Barkley, and J.J. Watt, 34.1%. Sarah finished second with 30.2%. Vic, a solid third place uh, finish with 19%. And my team with Betty White and Dolly Parton, 16.7%. Was it the Roger Federer that knocked me down? I think people... I don't know. That's not a bad choice, but I think it wasn't a name that sprung to people's mind. But I think most of all, this was a vote of confidence from the audience that I am universally beloved. Yeah, I do think that is what they're saying. Okay. Let's test this. Uh, yeah. The other three members. You are quite obsessed with yourself. I will say that. <laughs> I mean, everyone in this room right now, in my room, it, it loves me. He's sitting in a room by himself, for those who don't know. Yeah, that is for true. those who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, we go from the universally loved to those who we don't necessarily believe in as much. And there's a reason for this, a topical reason for this subject. The Scott Rowland induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Sorry to poo-poo on it, Scott, but do you really belong? Uh, the most undeserving Hall of Famers. This could be any of the sports halls of fame. Mm-hmm. This could be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. The Arizona Sports Hall of Fame. Hey. Oh, no. The Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> could be anything. Yeah, let's make it personal. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Paula Bovin, you're out. <laughs> Uh, In reverse order of last week's voting, uh, I will pick first. Bick, you will go second. Ah. Uh, Sarah, third. And Jarrett will have the fourth pick in this four-round snake-style draft. With the first selection... Oh, so many ways to go here. I'm going to go with a guy who is definitely famous and still famous to this day. But, man, if you look at the statistics of Joe Namath during his NFL career... Why he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think it's because he threw passes to Bobby Brady on the Brady Bunch. I'm going yeah, with Joe because of the guarantee, and that's about it. That's it. Led the NFL in interceptions four different times. Yes. I think has a negative touchdown-to-interception ratio for his career. That's my pick. Good pick. All right, good. And he didn't need your approbation either, Jared, so, you know, keep that to yourself. I, but I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> with my first pick, I'm going to take ABBA. Oh! What? No! I love. I'm gonna fight you. You lost the Gambadora vote. Remind you, I can beat you up. (laughs) Ever in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, they're really rock and roll, baby. I tell (laughs) you. All right, fair enough. You like Dancing Queen? Oh, it's Fernando. Just special. Yeah, for, oh, Fernando is just such a oh. man. You, t- oh, that's funny. That's punishing funny. rock and roll. Yeah, totally crunchy shred. All right, pump up song, Sarah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to the Robot Hall of Fame. Roomba, get out of there! Room? Try try backing yourself out from under a couch first before you get into a Hall of Fame. There's a wow. Robot Hall of Fame. Yes. I'm not picking very famous people. No, I don't want to hurt okay. anyone's feelings. It's your, no, <laughs> you want to hurt famous people's feelings? I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Except for you, Roomba. I Get mean, out from under that couch. I mean, the definition of a Roomba is literally it sucks. Hey! It does suck. So, yeah. So, by that standards, it sucks very well. Well wow. played. Well played. All right, I'm going to go with a guy who is often a semi-recent inductee into the Baseball Hall of Fame, a guy who springs to mind by most when we talk about this because he spent most of his years at DH. His overall career numbers are good but not great. Harold Baines. Harold Baines. And then I have to go with this. They are rock and roll. I will say that. But they are in, not because of their great 
songs, not because of their influence on music, but because they are a gimmick and it's all about the show and they really are cheesy and suck. This is Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss. So I'm picking Kiss. Okay. Wow. Wow. No kissing for Jarrett. What is this, high school? <laughs> Modern day, who knows? <laughs> to you, Sarah. All right. I lied when I said I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm going to hurt one person's feelings, but I think he's too old to be on Twitter. ML Gus Gustavson, you don't deserve to be in the Potato Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. In 1997, he was inducted for growing his uh, customer base and for having a strong commitment to your employees and your customers. You're supposed to do that, ML Gus. You're, You're supposed not a Hall to take of care of your kids. Je- yeah, get out of there. Jesse is getting physically excited in the newsroom right now. About what? His lowest uh, score ever on uh, Mock My World. Luke Lipinski's double-decker bus yeah, might we're be off the hook. ML Gus. I like what you're doing, Sarah. Thank you. Bick? Uh, the guy I wrote a book on, convinced he's not an NBA wow. Hall of Famer, Dennis Rodman. Wow! That's where it gets... fight you. It gets fuzzy. Like You could go through basketball and go, no, 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 no. But it, it's this lumped together Hall of Fame. The Basketball Hall of Fame. So you have guys, people, uh, contributors from all different areas. It's a weird Hall of Fame. But yeah. I, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to go back to football. Um, he's known for uh, just picturesque catches. Almost ballet-like but you look at the statistics of Lynn Swan. Oh. Sorry, Lynn. You're out. Stop and interesting. Swan. That's yeah, he was beneficiary of being on one of the great dynasties of all time. Um yes. And uh, I will go to a basketball player with a similar connection to very good teams and players. I th- I liked this player. I think he was very good. And I had no idea until yesterday that he's actually in the basketball hall of fame. Sorry, Maurice Cheeks. You're out. That guy's Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, t- way to use modern day lingo. Vic, back to you. All right. Um, somebody who just got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and even came out herself and said, I don't belong here. Dolly Parton mm, makes a makes a, a Mock My World team for the wow. second week in a row. For most yeah. beloved and then most undeserving back-to-back weeks. How about that? She did say I mean, she that. Did, yes. Yes, yeah, she did. And I remember when she said that, you actually said that makes her more rock well, and roll. It, it was a very rock and roll attitude. Yeah. That I, I, don't belo- I don't deserve this. Yeah, yeah I, I did say that. Yeah. I did. All right, Sarah. Yeah. All right. We got Remember, ML what? Gus off the board. We pick ML this. Gus off the board. We we're, pick going, this up. we're going to the mascot Hall of Fame. Boomer. Who knows who Boomer is? Anyone? From the Oklahoma Oklahoma? Sooners? Nope. Oh. The Indiana Pacers mascot. The mascot. Oh. For proving my point. No one knows who it is or what it is or what makes him so special. Okay. Get out of here, Boomer. All right. I have two picks. I'm going okay, two, Boomer. two from the Basketball Hall of Fame. Bill Bradley. Who averaged 12 points a game in his NBA career. Bill Brasky? What? Not Bill Brasky. Bill Bradley was part of the Knicks team that won the championship, so everybody loves everybody on that team. And a guy I had absolutely no idea was in the Hall of Fame, Vladi Divac. Mm. Just like even, you know, uh, not even good 
at any point. He was like decent throughout his career. He was the best chain smoker that ever played in the NBA. <laughs> so Tony Kukoc might give him a run yeah. for that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. All right, I'm going to the Toy Hall of Fame for my last one. Light Bright, you're a disaster. You're a mess. If the box I, opens up, it just spills everywhere. I need my I like what you did here. I like what you did here, Sarah. Light Bright, I like I'll, it. I fight you on that one. Light Bright was a part of my youth. No, I, I'm with her. Light Bright's stupid. Light Bright is trash. Get out of the it's Toy trash. Hall of Fame. Get out of here. Undeserving. Get out of here. Sarah's going to win this. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Back, uh, back to you. All right, um, give, me, uh, give me baseball player Tony Perez. Yeah, that's a good one. Another guy, part of the big red machine, and just everybody gets in. He certainly was part of that machine. Uh, good pick, Bick. I uh, not that you need again. My, it's okay. I'll take it. I'm going to go with your choice for the best chain smoker in a Hall of Fame. I'm going with Tony Kukoc, <laughs> who's in the Hall of Fame. Is he really? He is. What a joke. Yeah. Really? What a joke. Randy Newman. The basketball Hall of Fame? Is in the Rock oh, and Randy, Roll Hall of Fame. Huh? What is Rock and Roll about Randy Newman? <laughs> I do oh, it makes me laugh. It's be be the friend in me. Wow, this all right, we, uh, we've made a lot of people mad, except for Sarah. Uh, <laughs> I've got I Joe Namath, Lynn Swan, Mo Cheeks, and Tony Kukoc. A big one with ABBA, Dennis Rodman, Dolly Parton, and uh, Tony Perez. Sarah went with the Roomba, ML Gustafson. Trash! Boomer and Lightbright. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Harold Baines, Kiss, Bill Bradley, and Vladi Divac, least deserving Hall of Famers, is the subject of this week's Mock My World. We'll get it up on Twitter. You vote, you determine the winner. Final thoughts coming up here on this Thursday. It's Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata. Song of the day. Every time I walk on that field, I don't I don't think I'm an underdog, especially when I walk on Arrowhead's field. So. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who somebody suggested on, uh, I believe it was in uh, social studies. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is my pick. I would just give him the don't speak clause in his contract. That was desert dirtbag. Yeah, I mean, every time I walk on that field. I- <laughs> this is a great song. I love it. Is it their best song? I'm just a girl, man. Yeah, it's got to be one of those two. Yeah, but what's, Probably, yes. but what's the best but song? What's your favorite song, Jared? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I just got a big email con- uh, confirmation about an exciting guest calling into the show tomorrow that we can promote now. Who's that? Larry Fitzgerald will be joining nice. us tomorrow. Nice. Talk pickleball. That's right. Among other things. Can we challenge, yes. can we challenge him? You coward. You don't want to. Are you ready for this challenge? I need something to stir my competitive juices again. Getting trash talked by Fitz on the pickleball court will be right on my own. Yeah, would it? You want to race, uh, Jarrett? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't speak today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid.
brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this in college basketball last night in Pittsburgh, Duquesne. I did see this. Loyola of Chicago. And the game was delayed for the strangest of reasons. We got an official's timeout. Somebody came on the floor on the far side looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something. There is carrying some McDonald's. Oh, this has to be one of the all-time I'm actually not kidding. No, no, this is the truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. It looked like he... Was he going to deliver the, the McDonald's to somebody on the court? <laughs> Can we rule that out? He's... A, <laughs> I mean... I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Is that what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. Uh, Uber yeah. Eats, yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. It's true that that's what happened. This guy was an Uber Eats delivery driver, walked onto the court during play, almost into the play, looking around on where to. He walked onto the, the court. Yeah, he walked. Yeah, like and that's you just they said. Had to stop yeah. the play because he almost interfered with the actual play that was going on. I read a subsequent tweet that it was somebody on the game staff, yep. like a scoreboard at the operator table. or something, yep. that had ordered food, and the guy showed up on okay. the court to deliver. Now, so I'm sure somebody's boss, uh, the guy who's the boss of the guy who works at the scores table is going to get re- the guy, guy's got to get reamed out to you. like what are you doing man and the guy's like well I, I didn't know he was going to walk up. how did he get all the way into the arena down to the court yeah will that pass for admission to a sporting event hey I'm delivering I'm doing my job I'm delivering food yeah somebody down there sold yeah, out right I know this is game seven of the NBA finals yeah but, but somebody wants Uber Eats burger yeah Feels right. Like a stunt. right have we confirmed that yeah. this wasn't a setup I, uh, again it it's it, the guy walks out in the court uh, completely ignorant to what's going on, and you say to yourself, this has to be a stunt. Yeah. There's no way it could be true. But then again, there are people who know so little about sports that they might not even know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not, but apparently there's reporting out of Pittsburgh is that somebody placed that order. Finally, uh, this story from uh, Jarrett. He put this into uh, the sound today. They asked me to host Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I said, okay, I always wanted to do it. It was on my bucket list. I was late night. And my dumb ass didn't realize that, wait a minute, this is about a 15, 18-minute monologue that I've got to do. Mm-hmm. And i got to be funny. you got to read cue cards. I was scared. I'm telling you right now, I've been in TV for over 20 years. I have never been scared in my life. Just scared, rather, in my life. And I'm one of those guys that, you know, people get nervous, they're sweating. People get nervous and, you know, they got to get a drink or whatever. Me, I have to go to the toilet. Okay? And sometimes it's just once. This show, in the last hour, I went to the toilet five times. (laughs) Stephen A. Smith on the Adam Carolla podcast saying... Oh, that's right up Jared's alley. He almost pooped his pants. He pooped his pants, Ferret. Sitting on a toilet. Sitting on a toilet. Thanks to Peter King. We'll catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next. (laughs)